Welcome to the Bible in 260 podcast, the podcast that brings you through the entire Bible in 260 days. Have you ever wanted to read the whole Bible but struggled to do so? This podcast is meant to help you do it. With five 15 to 20 minute episodes per week, you will hear the entire Bible read to you. There will also be occasional brief notes to help explain context, as well as a concluding question or thought to consider. So welcome to the Bible in 260 podcast, your journey through the Bible in 260 days. Welcome to episode 39. Today we are looking at the theme of the need for a holy life. And we'll see God laying out all these laws in Leviticus 18, 19, and 20 about what he wants his people to live like. And then we'll look at Hebrews chapter 7 and see our need for someone to live that life perfectly for us. Let's begin Leviticus 18. The Lord spoke to Moses, speak to the Israelites and tell them, I am the Lord your God. You must not do as they do in the land of Egypt where you have been living, and you must not do as they do in the land of Canaan into which I'm about to bring you. You must not walk in their statutes. You must observe my regulations, and you must be sure to walk in my statutes. I am the Lord your God, so you must keep my statutes and my regulations. Anyone who does so will live by keeping them. I am the Lord. No man is to approach any close relative to have sexual relations with her. I am the Lord. You must not expose your father's nakedness by having sexual relations with your mother. She is your mother. You must not have sexual relations with her. You must not have sexual relations with your father's wife. She is your father's nakedness. You must not have sexual relations with your sister, whether she is your father's daughter or your mother's daughter, whether she is born in the same household or born outside it. You must not have sexual relations with either of them. You must not expose the nakedness of your son's daughter or your daughter's daughter by having sexual relations with them, because they are your own nakedness. You must not have sexual relations with the daughter of your father's wife born of your father. She is your sister. You must not have sexual relations with her. You must not have sexual relations with your father's sister. She is your father's flesh. You must not have sexual relations with your mother's sister. She is your mother's flesh. You must not expose the nakedness of your father's brother. You must not approach his wife to have marital relations with her. She is your aunt. You must not have sexual relations with your daughter-in-law. She is your son's wife. You must not have sexual relations with her. You must not have sexual relations with your brother's wife. She is your brother's nakedness. You must not have sexual relations with both a woman and her daughter. You must not take as a wife either her son's daughter or her daughter's daughter to have relations, sexual relations with them. They are closely related to her. It is lewdness. You must not take a woman in marriage and then marry her sister as a rival wife while she is alive to have sexual relations with her. You must not approach a woman in her menstrual impurity to have sexual relations with her. You must not have sexual relations with the wife of your fellow citizen to become unclean with her. You must not give any of your children as an offering to Molech, so that you do not profane the name of your God. I am the Lord. You must not have sexual relations with a male as one has sexual relations with a woman. It is a detestable act. You must not have sexual relations with any animal to become defiled with it, and a woman must not stand before an animal to have sexual relations with it. It is a perversion. Do not defile yourselves with any of these things, for the nations that I am about to drive out before you have been defiled with all these things. Therefore the land has become unclean, and I brought the punishment for its iniquity upon it, so that the land has vomited out its inhabitants. 
You yourselves must obey my statutes and my regulations and must not do any of these abominations, both the native citizen and the resident foreigner in your midst. For the people who were in the land before you have done all these abominations and the land has become unclean. So do not make the land vomit you out because you defile it just as it has vomited out the nations that were before you. For if anyone does any of these abominations, that person who does them will be cut off from the midst of the people. You must obey my charge not to practice any of the abominable statutes that have been done before you, so that you do not defile yourselves by them. I am the Lord your God. The Lord spoke to Moses, Speak to the whole congregation of the Israelites and tell them, You must be holy, because I, the Lord your God, am holy. Each of you must respect his mother and his father, and you must keep my Sabbaths. I am the Lord your God. Do not turn to idols, and you must not make for yourselves gods of cast metal. I am the Lord your God. When you sacrifice a peace offering, sacrifice to the Lord. You must sacrifice it so that it is accepted for you. It must be eaten on the day of your sacrifice and on the following day, but what is left over until the third day must be burned up. If, however, it is eaten on the third day, it is spoiled. It will not be accepted, and the one who eats it will bear his punishment for iniquity because he has profaned what is holy to the Lord. That person will be cut off from his people. When you gather in the harvest of your land, you must not completely harvest the corner of your field, and you must not gather up the gleanings of your harvest. You must not pick your vineyard bare, and you must not gather up the fallen grapes of your vineyard. You must leave them for the poor and the resident foreigner. I am the Lord your God. You must not steal. You must not tell lies. You must not deal falsely with your fellow citizen. You must not swear falsely in my name, so that you do not profane the name of your God. I am the Lord. You must not oppress your neighbor or commit robbery against your neighbor. You must not withhold the wages of a hired laborer overnight until morning. You must not curse a deaf person or put a stumbling block in front of a blind person. You must fear your God. I am the Lord. You must not deal unjustly in judgment. You must neither show partiality to the poor nor honor the rich. You must judge your fellow citizen fairly. You must not go about as a slanderer among your people. You must not stand idly by when your neighbor's life is at stake. I am the Lord. You must not hate your brother in your heart. You must surely reprove your fellow citizen so that you do not incur sin on account of him. You must not take revenge or bear a grudge against any of your people, but you must love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. You must keep my statutes. You must not allow two different kinds of animals to breed together. You must not sow your field with two different kinds of seed, and you must not wear a garment made of two kinds of material. When a man goes to bed with a woman for intercourse, although she is a slave woman designated for another man, and she has not yet been ransomed, or freedom has not been granted to her, there will be an obligation to pay compensation. They must not be put to death because she was not free. He must bring his guilt offering to the Lord at the entrance of the meeting tent, a guilt offering ram, and the priest is to make atonement for him with the ram of the guilt offering before the Lord for his sin that he has committed, and he will be forgiven of his sin that he has committed. When you enter the land and plant any fruit tree, you must consider its fruit to be forbidden. Three years it will be forbidden to you. It must not be eaten. In the fourth year, all its fruit will be holy. Praise offerings to the Lord. Then in the fifth year, you may eat its fruit and add its produce to your harvest. I am the Lord your God. 
You must not eat anything with blood still in it. You must not practice either divination or soothsaying. You must not round off the corners of the hair on your head or ruin the corners of your beard. You must not slash your body for a dead person or incise a tattoo on yourself. I am the Lord. Do not profane your daughter by making her a prostitute so that the land does not practice prostitution and become full of lewdness. You must keep my Sabbaths and fear my sanctuary. I am the Lord. Do not turn to the spirits of the dead and do not seek familiar spirits to become unclean by them. I am the Lord your God. You must stand up in the presence of the aged, honor the presence of an elder, and fear your God. I am the Lord. When a resident foreigner lives with you in your land, you must not oppress him. The resident foreigner who lives with you must be to you as a native citizen among you. So you must love the foreigner as yourself, because you are foreigners in the land of Egypt. I am the Lord your God. You must not do injustice in the regulation of measures, whether of length, weight, or volume. You must have honest balances, honest weights, and an honest ephod, and an honest hin. I am the Lord your God, who brought you up out of the land of Egypt. You must be sure to obey all my statutes and regulations. I am the Lord. The Lord spoke to Moses, You are to say to the Israelites, Any man from the Israelites, or any of the resident foreigners who live in Israel, who gives any of his children to Molech, must be put to death. The people of the land must pelt him with stones. I myself will set my face against that man and cut him off from the midst of this people, because he has given some of his children to Molech, and thereby defiled my sanctuary and profaned my holy name. If, however, the people of the land shut their eyes to that man when he gives some of his children to Molech so that they do not put him to death, I myself will set my face against that man and his clan, and I will cut off from the midst of the people both him and all who follow after him in spiritual prostitution, committing prostitution by worshipping Molech. Now, just a quick little comment here. You might be wondering, what does it mean to give your children to Molech? Molech's the name of a god that was worshipped at that time. And one of the things that was done to show Molech that you were worshipping him was to literally sacrifice your children by burning them on an altar before Molech, burning them alive. And so God is making it very clear that is not something to be done. And anybody who does that will be punished and cut off by the people. And if they don't do it, God himself will do it. All right, back to Leviticus 20. The person who turns to the spirits of the dead and familiar spirits to commit prostitution by going after them, I will set my face against that person and cut him off from the midst of his people. You must sanctify yourselves and be holy because I am the Lord your God. You must be sure to obey my statutes. I am the Lord who sanctifies you. If anyone curses his father or mother, he must be put to death. He has cursed his father or mother. His blood guilt is on himself. If a man commits adultery with his neighbor's wife, both the adulterer and the adulteress must be put to death. If a man goes to bed with his father's wife, he has exposed his father's nakedness. Both of them must be put to death. Their blood guilt is on themselves. If a man goes to bed with his daughter-in-law, both of them must be put to death. They have committed perversion. Their blood guilt is on themselves. If a man goes to bed with a male as one goes to bed with a woman, the two of them have committed an abomination. They must be put to death. Their blood guilt is on themselves. If a man has marital relations with both a woman and her mother, it is lewdness. Both he and they must be burned to death, so there is no lewdness in your midst. If a man has sexual relations with any animal, he must be put to death and you must kill the animal. If a woman approaches any animal to copulate with it, 
You must kill the woman and the animal must be put to death. Their blood guilt is on themselves. If a man has marital relations with his sister, whether the daughter of his father or of his mother, so that he sees her nakedness and she sees his nakedness, it is a disgrace. They must be cut off in the sight of the children of their people. He has exposed his sister's nakedness. He will bear his punishment for his iniquity. If a man goes to bed with a menstruating woman and uncovers her nakedness, he has laid bare her fountain of blood, and she has exposed the fountain of her blood, so both of them must be cut off from the midst of their people. You must not expose the nakedness of your mother's sister or your father's sister, for such a person has exposed his own close relative. They must bear their punishment for iniquity. If a man goes to bed with his aunt, he has exposed his uncle's nakedness. You must bear responsibility. They must bear responsibility for their sin. They will die childless. If a man has marital relations with his brother's wife, it is indecency. He has exposed his brother's nakedness. They will be childless. You must be sure to obey all my statutes and regulations, so that the land to which I am about to bring you to take up residence does not vomit you out. You must not walk in the statutes of the nations which I am about to drive out before you, because they have done all these things, and I am filled with disgust against them. So I have said to you, you yourselves will possess their land, and I myself will give it to you for possession, a land flowing with milk and honey. I am the Lord your God, who has set you apart from the other peoples. Therefore, you must distinguish between the clean animal and the unclean, and between the unclean bird and the clean, and you must not make yourselves detestable by means of an animal or a bird or anything that creeps on the ground, creatures I have distinguished for you as unclean. You must be holy to me, because I, the Lord, am holy, and I have set you apart from the other people to be mine. A man or woman who has in them a spirit of the dead or a familiar spirit must be put to death. They must pelt them with stones. Their blood guilt is on themselves. That ends our time here in Leviticus. And again, just a reminder, when you hear all these different rules, it might feel a little overwhelming. But the overall point that God is making is you cannot act in a way that fails to love God or love your neighbor. And to treat people in all these ways he's describing is to fail to love them well. And Jesus himself quotes Leviticus 19 when asked what is the greatest commandment. He says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And then he says, and he quotes Leviticus 19, and love your neighbor as yourself. And so God is putting these laws in place to help us see what it looks like to love him and to love our neighbors. And we'll conclude with Hebrews chapter 7. Uh, A bunch of this chapter talks about Melchizedek, king of Salem. This is a character who is seen in the book of Genesis, we read a little while ago, who comes to meet Abraham when he returns from defeating the kings that had taken over Sodom, and he went to rescue his nephew Lot. And he gives, Abraham gives a tenth of everything he gets in the spoil to Melchizedek. And now this author is talking about how Melchizedek, this king of righteousness, that's what his name means, this king of Salem, king of Jerusalem, is connected to or is compared to Jesus. Very interesting chapter about that, and I hope you can follow along. Hebrews chapter 7. Now this Melchizedek, king of Salem, priest of the Most High God, met Abraham as he was returning from defeating the kings and blessed him. To him also Abraham apportioned a tithe of everything. His name first means king of righteousness, then king of Salem, that is, king of peace. Without father, without mother, without genealogy, he has neither beginning of days nor end of life, but is like the Son of God, 
and he remains a priest for all time. But see how great he must be, if Abraham the patriarch gave him a tithe of his plunder. And those of the sons of Levi who receive the priestly office have authorization according to the law to collect a tithe from the people, that is, from their fellow countrymen, although they too are descendants of Abraham. But Melchizedek, who does not share their ancestry, collected a tithe from Abraham and blessed the one who possessed the promise. Now without dispute, the inferior is blessed by the superior. And in one case, tithes are received by mortal men, while in other by him, in the other by him who is affirmed to be alive. And it could be said that Levi himself, who receives tithes, paid a tithe through Abraham. For he was still in the ancestor Abraham's loins when Melchizedek met him. So if perfection had in fact been possible through the Levitical priesthood, for on that basis the people received the law, what further need would there have been for another priest to arise? said to be in the order of Melchizedek, and not in Aaron's order. For when the priesthood changes, a change in the law must come as well. Yet the one these things are spoken about belongs to a different tribe, and no one from that tribe has ever officiated at the altar. For it is clear that our Lord is descended from Judah, yet Moses said nothing about priests in connection with that tribe. And this is even clearer if another priest arises in the likeness of Melchizedek, who has become a priest not only a legal regulation about physical descent, but by the power of an indestructible life. For there is the testimony about him, you are a priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. On the one hand, a former command is set aside because it is weak and useless, for the law made nothing perfect. On the other hand, a better hope is introduced through which we draw near to God. And since this was not done, without sworn affirmation, for the others have become priests without a sworn affirmation. But Jesus did so with a sworn affirmation by the one who said to him, The Lord has sworn and will not change his mind, you are a priest forever. Accordingly, Jesus has become the guarantee of a better covenant. And the others who became priests were numerous because death prevented them from continuing in office. But he, that's Jesus, holds his priesthood permanently since he lives forever. So he is able to save completely those who come to God through him because he always lives to intercede for them. For it is indeed fitting for us to have such a high priest, holy, innocent, undefiled, separate from sinners, and exalted above the heavens. He has no need to do every day what the priests do, to offer sacrifices first for their own sins and then for the sins of the people, since he did this in offering himself once for all. For the law appoints as high priests men subject to weakness, but the word of solemn affirmation that came after the law appoints a son made perfect forever. And so just to clarify, the author here is saying that Jesus ultimately is the Melchizedek. He is the high priest who is perfect, sinless, who makes has no need to make a sacrifice on his own behalf, but can save completely those who are sinful because he himself was completely innocent, holy, and perfect. And so the need for holiness is true, and it's found in faith in Jesus, that as you put your faith and trust in Jesus, you are not only forgiven, but you receive his holy, perfect life as a gift. And so you are, in that sense, declared righteous, declared holy, because of faith in Jesus and what he has done. Thanks for listening to the Bible in 260 podcast. May what you have heard speak to your heart and mind today. 
The scriptures quoted are from the Net Bible, http netbible.com, copyright 1996-2019, used with permission from Biblical Studies Press, LLC, all rights reserved. Our theme song for the podcast is The Call by Emily Ruth. You can find The Call and other music by Emily Ruth on Apple Music or Spotify or wherever you find your music. You are-